All right, let's go ahead and grab a seat. So good to see you guys uh, this morning. My name is Michael. I'm one of the pastors here. We're going to be in Romans chapter 1. If you don't have a Bible, you can grab one at the back, or you can just go to our trusty devotional, go to page 11, and you can follow along. All of our messages through 2022 are in there, and so take that home with you if you don't have one. I want you to take advantage. We also have tablets we pass through the aisle. It's just a way for us to stay connected as a church family. If you're new, you can just type in as much information as you're comfortable with uh, to help you learn about what Jesus is doing here at North Village Church. Uh, this morning, we're going to start a new series uh, called Three Circles, and uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tool to help us share the gospel. That's what we're, for our church family, we're praying this series would uh, equip our church family to have, have just a, an easier way to share what we believe with our friends and, and, and family. Uh, as our elders kind of reflected on what this next year might have in store for us, we looked at the opportunity of this new space, super excited about this opportunity. We looked at the volatility of just what's culturally happening uh, in the world around us, and we thought, man, maybe, maybe the Lord is softening our hearts around the world, right? opening our eyes, using this as a season to draw people to himself. And so as a church family, we want to be equipped in a clear way to uh, share the gospel. And it all goes back to our vision as a church family, that, that we want to be a family, and we want to be centered on Jesus, and, and we, we, we trust that when we know one another and we know the Lord, that it's going to move us to chase after every man, woman, and child uh, in our city. And so we think this tool, Three Circles, is going to help us move in that direction. Uh, for me personally, this kind of this, this kind of all started a couple of years ago. Uh, I was uh, just kind of thinking of ways to like, how can you share your faith with people in a, in, a, in a more simple way? And so I started to walk around the domain. I was that weird guy that would walk up to strangers with like a little notepad, and I'm like, excuse me, you know, can I, can I try something? Like, would you mind? And, and they would be like, uh, okay. And, and so I, would, I started kind of sketching out, and I actually came up with what I call three points of a triangle. Uh, a couple of years ago, so excited about three points of my triangle, and I was sharing it with my friends, my three points of a triangle, and one of my friends uh, says to me, have you heard of three uh, circles of the gospel? And I thought, ha ha, you, you know, you're making fun of me, geometry joke, triangles and circles, and he's like, no, this is real, and uh, then I went and saw this presentation of three circles of the gospel, and I thought, that's much better. Three circles are much better than my one uh, triangle. And, and so I, I brought it to our elders. Our, our, our elders, we started sharing it uh, with our friends uh, and, our, and our family. And uh, man, we've just found it to be a really helpful tool, <clears throat> really helpful tool. And, and, and I, I think it's going to be a real blessing to our church family. Now, it's possible, given the context of where we are in our culture, that you might have a little pushback this morning. You might think to yourself, man, Michael, Look, the, it's, the world's chaotic, pandemic, like trying to get my kids into school. Who has time to learn something new, right? There's that pushback. But I just want to remind us of our, our call, that Jesus call on our lives. For those of us who are in Christ, I mean, he tells us that we're witnesses uh, for him. Acts 1, 8. 2 Corinthians 5, Jerry talked about that yesterday in our leaders meeting, reminded us that we're ambassadors of reconciliation, that everywhere we go Everywhere we go, he goes, 
right? And we get to be representatives of him. Matthew 5 says we're salt and light. We're city on a hill, the body of Christ. Jude uh, tells us that we're rescuers, that in Christ we are rescuers. Uh, Ezekiel uh, 33 in the Old Testament calls us watchmen. Those of us who are in Christ are watching over our culture like superheroes, right? Like, the, like we, have, we have a call on our lives. And so I get it. It's a chaotic world that we live in right now. And if it was just chaotic for two to three months, then maybe we could hunker down and kind of weather the storm. But as it looks now, it, it might be like this for two or three years of just kind of ups and downs. And we can't allow the chaos of our day to forget our calling in Christ. Does that make sense? So I'm going to ask you to lean in with me through this series. Ask, ask the, asking the Lord personally, asking the Lord to soften your heart, open your eyes, get you excited about uh, this opportunity. Uh, we definitely want to confess to the Lord, right, if our heart's in a hard place, if we're, if we're anxious, if we're fearful, if we're frustrated. I can bring the Lord into all of that and at the same time lean into this process with us so that this morning... We're going to see three points. I'm just going to walk through the three circles presentation here on the old white notes. How many of us are bothered that that's not a straight edge? That's just like, you're just, I tried to fix it, and then I just gave up, right? It's just where we are right now. It's all, all a process. And then uh, our second point is we're going to uh, do a deep dive on our first circle. We'll kind of do that throughout the series. We'll rotate circles. And then our last one, just kind of next steps. What do we do with what we went through today? So let's get into our first one. Our three circles uh, presentation. So you probably wouldn't do it on a whiteboard in front of uh, a group of people. You might, uh, probably just a napkin, but it might look something, something like this. So you, you just kind of start off, you draw a circle. And in that circle, you would just, just start with God's design. If you're watching this on video and you can't see it, it's okay. There's tons of resources on YouTube that are going to be much better than mine. And so just hang in there with me and then just watch it somewhere, somewhere else. But for those of us who are here, man, we start off God's design. Genesis 1 and 2 teach us that all of humanity was created with the design in mind. That the God of Scripture, he cares about the details of our lives. He cares about our career, our marriages. Our parenting. He cares about this global pandemic that we're going through right now. He absolutely cares. There's absolutely a design in mind. But what scripture teaches us as early as Genesis 3 is that all of humanity departs from God's design and we end up in a place of brokenness. This is what I love about this gospel presentation is because we talk about brokenness on a Sunday morning all the time, right? Brokenness right now in our culture, it's like it's, it's undeniable. You look at our world and we see layers of brokenness, right? We see it on a global level. We see this weekend, I mean, Afghanistan's countries being turned upside down, Haiti, earthquake being turned upside down. But even on a, on a personal level, we see brokenness. You know, I actually added some slides here to... We see brokenness with, like, uh, marriage, right? We all think romance is going to solve all the problems if we could just meet that special somebody. And then we get married and we realize, like, they got flaws, I got flaws, what's going on? Right? You're overwhelmed by that brokenness. Imagine that arrow went out. I'm not going to do that. But you could do that with parenting uh, as well. We, we get so excited about having children 
love having children. It's what's going to hold this family together. And then you get into it and you realize parenting's hard. You start having feelings towards your children you didn't, you didn't know you could have. And you're embarrassed by those, right? Because there's just brokenness uh, being put on display in our parenting, in our careers. Really popular right now. To see career is elevated to our, our young people. If you could just get a career, that's what's going to kind of complete your life. It's going to make you whole. And careers are great, but then you get into that career and you realize, right, there's frustrations and fears that just get exposed. And, and, and as a result, we just see brokenness all around us. That's what I love about this gospel presentation because our, our friends and our family, like they're being confronted with this brokenness like right now, and you see it in ourselves, we see it in our friends, we're trying to manage that brokenness through self-help programs, reading books, tying strings around our finger, affirmation posters, right? Some of us are just trying to busy ourselves. We're confronted with the brokenness in our life. That's scary, and so we just try to get really busy. We try to get more busy with family, more busy with career, more busy with hobbies, and so I don't have to think about it. Sometimes we're confronted with the brokenness, and we just want to veg out. Right? That's where we just dive into social media. I just want to go take a nap. I just want to watch movies. I just want to go shopping. I just want to go eat. I just want to get into some substance abuse because I just want to block out the brokenness. And what we see in our lives, what we see in humanity, is that brokenness is not solved from within, but that brokenness is actually solved from without. And that brings us to that, that third circle. Some people are going to call it gospel some people just put a cross. You know me. I'm going to say Jesus. Just big fan of Jesus. People say, what's this church about? Jesus. We're just about Jesus. That's what we're really big fans of Jesus. Well, who is Jesus? Jesus is God in the flesh. He's not just a prophet. He's not just a spiritual guru. He's not just a wise words of the day. He is God in the flesh. And he demonstrated that by living a perfect life. Right, the people around him could not find anything wrong with Jesus. And what the scriptures teach us is that Jesus willingly laid himself down at the cross. He was put to death at the cross. You just draw an arrow, arrow down. When he dies on the cross, he's not dying for his sin. Right? He's dying for our sin. He was perfect. There was nothing wrong with him. He's dying for our sin. He takes it completely to, to death at the cross, but he doesn't. Stay there because he conquers death in the resurrection. He conquers death. He proves there's life after death. So that all who believe in him, this is the gospel, that we're reconciled, right? That we're brought back to that God's design. That we're, we're, our eyes are open to how life was originally meant to work from the very beginning. And the way all of this happens, you just draw and write the word repent. Right, that word repent, it's a fancy word, but it just means to turn, to turn from our brokenness, to turn from the brokenness we see, and to trust in Jesus. That's what we looked at Romans chapter 9, right? Confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. To believe in our hearts that he was resurrected from the dead. And that when we do, as soon as we do, we are reconciled to God. We are restored to 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 the original design he intended us to have from the very beginning. And so out from the side here, you can just write the word grow, right? That we want to grow in that design. We want to learn more about it. We want to grow through that design. We want to share other people uh, uh, about 
what Jesus has done doing in us and through us. And this is a simple three-circle gospel presentation that we can invite our friends and family to believe in Jesus. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that great? You can do that in 30 seconds. You can do that in three minutes. You can weave in your personal testimony. You can add in whatever scriptures that you're, uh, you're comfortable with. But the point is, it's just simple and it's, and it's clear. I can't tell you how excited I am uh, to expose this to our, our church family. Like, I just think over the next few weeks, we're going we're gonna to be uh, going through it over and over, really throughout the whole year, these next 12 months, over and over just to get it into our, into our system. Because there is a, I think there's a temptation in us right now, in our church, in our culture, in the world, like because it's chaotic in the headlines, because of the circumstances are volatile, like there's a, there's a, there's a temptation to want to retreat. Have you felt that? I mean, my, my circles of relationships are at an all-time low. And there, there, is a, there is a desire in me to just want to pull back, to retreat. There's also a desire in me that, I, like, I've gotten very nostalgic. I'm 46 years old, and I find myself remembering the good old days of the 1990s. <laughs> right? It just Things feel so chaotic today that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, I miss the good old days when things were just simple and people loved America and things didn't, you know, I'm just like, I've, I've, I've reminisced. It's not even true, but I've kind of glorified it in a, in a, in a nostalgic type way. Or I see this temptation in me to, to want to receive our culture, just to blend in, that I don't want to stand out. I don't want to be salt and light. Like I'm tired of that, of the rub that's happening in our culture, and, I, and I, just, I just want to be received. And that's why I just want to remind our church family, I'm reminding myself, now more than ever, we need to be resilient. I just want to invite you into that resiliency. Right? James Gordon reminded us of it yesterday, that the Spirit of God, if you, those of us who are in Christ, you've been indwelled with the Holy Spirit. We've been equipped for good works We've been empowered to be resilient, right? Greater is he who is in us than he who is in this world, right? That we don't have to pull back. We don't have to just reflect on the good old days, that we can be resilient. And we may not be able to answer every question there is right now, but we can, we can speak into the most important questions in life, right? The eternal question. That's made known in Jesus. And I want to invite you into that. If you go to page four in our devotional, there's a little rectangle. Like over the next 12 months, we're, we're going to be asking everybody in our church family that you would hear the Three Circles Gospel presentation. You can check that off. You just heard it. That you would share it with somebody in our church family. And that you would share it with somebody outside of our church family. So that over the next 12 months, that we would have 75, 100 men, women, and children that absolutely feel comfortable with the three gospel, three circle gospel presentation. That's our first one. I wanted to go through it with you. Let's deep dive into Romans 1, the first circle, God's design. This is important to clarify. It'd be easy just to assume when we write God's design on a napkin that everybody knows what we mean by that. So let me just clarify. Let's look at Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 23. 
Verse 18 says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they, that's humanity, are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculation, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. That's just idol worship. We, we still do that today. Romans 1, it's written by the Apostle Paul. And in Romans 1, we see that foundation of humanity is created with the design. Do you see that in Romans 1? Look at that, verse 18. Humanity suppresses the truth of a designer, that all of humanity can look at creation, see that there's a designer, and yet we, we darken our eyes to it. We suppress the truth. We say, no, that's not possible. In verse 19, it says, God has made it evident to them. That's every tribe, every nation, every tongue around the world throughout history. That humanity, that God has made it evident. How so? His invisible attributes. That humanity can look at creation to see his eternal power. His divine nature. That humanity looks at creation and sees like there's some type of designer in mind, that it didn't just spontaneously combust into existence. So that humanity, look at that at the end of verse 20, is without excuse. We touched on this last week, right? When you look at life, you see order. You don't see chaos. You don't see confusion. You don't see a Picasso painting. We see structure. We see beauty. So that all of creation is testifying that there is an ultimate designer. And when you combine Romans 1 with Genesis 1, in Genesis 1 and 2, we see that humanity is the prized possession of his creation. Right? That he speaks all of creation into existence with a design in mind, but within humanity, we're his prized possession that were set apart from the rest of creation. Genesis 1 and 2. You see that there's position in humanity. There's power. There's, there's, uh, there's personal relationship. There's purpose. You see that in Genesis 1 and 2 because the God of Scripture, he bends his knee, right? He bends his hands into the earth. He breathes life into humanity, showing that there's personal relationship that there's intimacy that we're prized possession so that humanity is absolutely created with a design in mind i can't stress that enough for us this morning when you're talking to your friends and your family and you go to draw god's design like don't move past it too quickly it might be difficult Especially today that the brokenness of our world is on a megaphone right now. 
right? It might be difficult for people to even imagine what life was supposed to look like. Right? We, we say God, that all of humanity is made in the image of God. People are going to push back to be like, man, all of humanity is made in the image of Ikea, right? With like a few pieces missing because there's, there's such brokenness. And so when you talk about God's design, sit in that for a little bit to help them dream. Like imagine humanity without broken emotions of anxiety and fear, right? Conflict and frustration in our relationships. Creation that doesn't moan with, with storms and earthquakes. Like we were made with the design in mind. That's why I want to invite you to pray. Like as we bring up these three circles, I, I can't stress enough the importance of focused prayer. We need to be praying for ourselves, praying that we would have the courage to speak up in the midst of the chaos of our day, that we wouldn't shrink back, that we would say, no, there's actually some answers. Can I, can I share? We would speak up, that, that we would pray for compassion. I've noticed this in myself. I've noticed a lot more frustration towards others than compassion. We look at the scripture, the apostle Paul, Jesus, they look upon the villages, the town, the people, and they're moved to compassion. Might we also be moved to compassion? We pray for that. We need to pray that our hearts would be soft towards other people. We need to pray that, that, that eyes would open, that the spirit of God would be going before us, that lives would be transformed, Right? can't make this happen. The Lord has to show up and do it. We need to be praying. We focused prayer as we walk people through these three circles. And what I have found, I promise you, I have, there is power in the gospel. Like when you walk through, this is 30 seconds, three circles, there's just power. Some of you felt it this morning. Is that, I just, right, you're just like, that's right, that's the gospel. Yeah, right? There's power in the gospel. And I, I don't know if this will make sense, but it, in, in some ways, like, God's word is living. And so when it lands on hearts and minds, like, there's a pulse that we don't see. There's a spiritual pulse that starts to go off. Like, maybe it's just faint in the beginning, but it's just like a boom, right? Like, like, I, remember, like I didn't grow up around Jesus. I didn't grow up with parents who talked to me about Jesus. Like, I, I definitely wasn't interested in Jesus. But when I look back on my life, I remember, I remember there were times when the Lord brought people into my life. And, and at the moment, I wouldn't have said that I was interested, but that was like a pulse. I remember I was like 12 or 13. I was at the mall with a group of friends. And a stranger, a 40-year-old, walked up to us, and, and he shared the gospel with us. And we shredded him. We just mocked him right to his face. I'm sure he would have left walking away like this was the dumbest idea. But when I look back, I, at the moment I wasn't interested, but I look back and the, and the Lord was using that conversation in just a little bit of a boom. And then a couple of years later, my grandmother pressed in on me about my faith with Jesus. And again, I mocked her so much that she just cri she's cried. So I was just I was a punk, and uh, at the time, definitely would not have looked interested, but I look back, and I see, oh, there was, a, there was a pulse that was just starting to go off, and then uh, about a year later, I find myself reading, voluntarily reading Genesis 1, 2, and 3, 
I would not have said I was interested in Jesus. I would not have said I cared about the Bible. I would not have said I was spiritually seeking. And yet I'm reading Genesis 1, 2, and 3 over and over, and I'm captivated by it. And then a year later, a friend shares the gospel with me, and boom, (laughs) my eyes are opened. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is the Lord, my life is change, right? So I just, I just want to encourage us. Like we have no idea what the Lord might be doing. In no way can we look at people and say, nah, it's not worth it. We have no idea. And then what we learned in Romans 9, 10, and 11, we have no idea how the Lord might be working to just little pulses under the ground until that day it bursts through. Life in Jesus. I, I just want to invite you to engage these three circles with us as a church family. Invite you to start dreaming about how lives are going to be transformed over this next year. When I say transformed, I'm not talking about just eternity. It is that. Yeah, eternally transformed. But I'm also talking about like in the present. Like, over the next year, the gospel transforms lives in the present. Like, marriages are going to be changed. Like, parenting are going to be changed. Like, career trajectory. People are going to be moving in one direction. Jesus is going to step in. They go in a totally different direction. Like, lives are going to be changed. That's what's happening in my life. My children are experiencing a different life because of Jesus. And I pray it's, it, it's for generations because people were sharing the gospel with me. I mean, won't you lean in to this? Let's talk about next steps. What do, we, what do we do with this when we talk about next steps practically? So over the next year, we're convinced as a church family, this new location, the volatility of our day, it's going to create opportunities. We acknowledge, yes, there's going to be a pushback. We're going to want to retreat and remember and, 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 and blend in, but we want to be resilient resilient to press in. And so here's three ways we can start to press in on this next step. One is, would you commit to a focused prayer? And your life personally, would just put it into your phone, put it into your devotional on a daily basis, praying for your heart to find courage, to find compassion, to be moved by God's word, to engage these three circles, to be moving in the lives of the people around you. You can walk up to people at the domain uh, like I did or like that guy did in my life or you could just look at the people in your life. It doesn't matter, but let's just start praying for those opportunities. Second next step is that would you go download, I just learned about this last week, there is a Three Circles Life on Mission app on uh, iPhone and Android. You just search uh, Three Circles and it's great. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to log in. And you can have an elect- electronic version on your phone of what we just talked about uh, this morning. And then the last one is, is would you go to YouTube? <laughs> How many times on a Sunday morning is a pastor going to call you to watch more YouTube? And like go watch YouTube. Watch, search three circles and just watch other pastors walk through this presentation and do it over and over. The key is repetition. 
You can listen to this over and over. You can go watch others over and over and then start practicing it over and over so that over the next year, boom, boom, we can clearly articulate the gospel. Would you do that? Listen, if you're here this morning and, you, and you've, never, you've never been reconciled in Jesus, you've never experienced new life, God's design, I want to invite you to do that right now. Like surely, surely when we look at the world, the brokenness is undeniable. Surely we all see brokenness in ourselves. We're confronted with it on a daily basis. Surely you see that the answer is not from within, it's from without. And I'll be honest with you, like, Jesus is the only one that I've found that provides answers to that brokenness. And you should believe in him today. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. He conquered death in the resurrection your eyes will be opened. Life will start to make sense in a way that you could never imagine. Won't you do that? Do that today. There'll be people here to pray with us, to pray for us after our worship service. Like, come tell them. Come seek them out. Come ask them to pray with you and for you about what we're talking about uh, this morning. We're going to celebrate communion. It's a meal this bread and this juice, it's a, it's a meal. It's a celebration of the life we have in Jesus. And it's just a fraction of a meal. It's just a fraction of a celebration. But it's a celebration. So we have little cups that are kind of individualized. If you feel more comfortable, or you can take that cracker and dip it in the juice, and you celebrate that Jesus' body has been broken for you. It's been put to death and crushed for you. Right? And his blood has been poured out for you. He conquered it in the resurrection. We celebrate that. So I'm going to pray, and then as you feel led, we're not going to dismiss you. As you feel led, you come forward, and you celebrate with us. Close your eyes. Bow your head. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for a, a chance to, uh, to walk in the day that you have us right now. It's incredibly exciting. And you've placed every one of us, what Acts teaches us, for the times and places have been determined by you. It was your plan that we would be here right now. You've given us your spirit. You've given us your word. And so help us to walk in that. Help us to walk as salt and light. Help us to walk as men, women, and children that are just, just drenched in wisdom and in grace and stability, and truth, and humility. There would be a meekness about us. And it can't be manufactured or manipulated through religious rhetoric, but it's just a supernatural effect of you in our lives. God, I pray that that would not, not just happen in our lives, but that it would, it would, it would flow out of us In, in normal, everyday conversations. I pray that in my life. 
this next week that you would give that you would give me that you would give us an opportunity just to walk somebody else through these three circles that we might be encouraged by the gospel and that others might hear of the good news of Jesus we thank you for that it's in Jesus name amen you come forward as you feel led Father in heaven, we thank you for the grace that you give us in Jesus. We pray that you would open our eyes to just the, the endlessness of the power that comes in his grace, that our hearts would be moved, that our, our minds would be stretched and provoked about just the, the power that you give us in Jesus. Would you help us sing to that? Would you lift our eyes? Would you lift our voice to that? It's in his name that we pray.